Hi, everyone. This is Dr. V, host of the Aspire Pre-Med podcast. I hope you're all enjoying a wonderful spring. In keeping with our theme of revisited episodes in the month of May, I started to think that many of you are probably finished with your spring semester and your summer activities are beginning now. A few weeks back, I put out some helpful episodes about clinical experiences and getting the most out of shadowing. Definitely check those out if you haven't already. I'm sure many of you will be dedicating at least a part of your summer to these things, but I thought I'd bring back an episode that talks about non-medical skills that are useful for future physicians. And maybe the summer might be a great time to explore some of these. If you enjoy this episode, also be sure to check out a similar one episode 17, Non-Medical Skills for Future Medical Students. And without further ado, I give you Non-Medical Skills for Future Physicians Revisited. Hi, everyone, and welcome to Aspire Pre-Med. I'm your host, Dr. V, and I'm so glad you could join us. I was recently asked a great question by a rising college sophomore who inspired today's episode. She said to me that she thought it was interesting that to get to med school and through med school, you have to take certain required courses and master certain required skills. In pre-med, you have physics and bio. In med school, you have anatomy and physiology and a class on every organ system imaginable. But are there other skills outside of the curricula that are important to have in order to succeed as a physician? This really got me thinking about the other things that are crucial to learn early on, the non-medical skills that can help you along your career path, whether you're a college freshman or a seasoned surgeon, it's all important. Granted, many of these can apply to a multitude of career paths, but I mention them because it could sometimes be overlooked on the path to medicine. The reason for that is that there are so many things that take your attention away. So let's get started. Uh, Our first skill is writing. Many medical schools require a couple of semesters of English as prerequisites, something like that, but that may not be enough to hone this skill well. Being able to communicate your ideas effectively in writing will be more useful than you can imagine. The first example is obviously your personal statement and secondary essays as part of your application to med school. This is really the first way in which med schools will be evaluating you subjectively. It's expected that there will be no spelling, grammatical, or syntactical errors. And not only that, you have to be able to communicate your desire to be a physician in a clear, compelling, and engaging way. You'll likely be expected to produce some kind of scholarly work in your training. And if you're thinking about going into academia, it's expected that you will be publishing your work. You'll have to submit written proposals to IRBs for your research, applications for grants, things like that. You can have important findings and discoveries, but if you lack the ability to describe them well, you really can be held back. And if you decide to practice clinical medicine, so much of what you do involves documentation and writing. It's really important especially when you're giving recommendations about how to manage a patient, that you're very clear about what needs to happen and why. There can be no ambiguity. As a side note, I find that infectious disease docs write the most gorgeous progress notes 
beautifully well-crafted assessments and plans. You actually learn a lot from reading them. You'll learn more about this in med school, but honing that skill set now is important. So consider taking an extra writing class, even if you think you're the best writer in the world. We all have something to learn. On the note of effective communication, the next skill set that's helpful to master is public speaking. It's funny, when you think about public speaking, there are so many other careers that come to mind. I think about politicians, attorneys in the courtroom, professors who are addressing cavernous lecture halls full of students taking notes. But public speaking is actually a really big part of being a physician. Picture this. On a nearly daily basis in residency, not only may you be rounding on your patients in the early hours, but you may also be presenting your patients on rounds to the entire team. This can sometimes be a pretty sizable group. Your attending, the patient and his family, your co-residents, the nurse, sometimes the nurse manager, the social worker, the pharmacist, the nutritionist. You get the idea. You have to be able to communicate all of the salient points in a way that everybody understands. And that demonstrates that you know your patient inside and out. This happens as early as medical school, and you may be expected to give case presentations at department meetings. Later in your career, you may be giving presentations in larger settings to your colleagues at other institutions or at national conferences. Not only would you be presenting your work, but you'd be expected to field questions spontaneously. In my personal observations, some of the most successful people in medicine are not just the most knowledgeable, but are those who can convey that knowledge in a clear, confident, and even charismatic way. But it's funny, maybe things have changed, but I don't remember ever being offered a public speaking class at any point in my education. It's an invaluable skill though, no matter what you go into. And if you tend to be more of the quiet, introverted, more timid type, you can get there too. Using this time to take classes or find coaching to help you step out of your comfort zone may help you feel more at ease um, when the time comes because this is a skill you will need in medicine. On a related note, another skill set to master is creating presentations through PowerPoint or whatever software gets the job done through an electronic slide deck of some kind. So much of your classroom medical education and later in your career, continuing medical education, case conferences, etc., cetera, uh, is almost exclusively done through PowerPoint. Chances are, if you're listening to this podcast, you're probably decently technologically savvy. And if you don't know the basics, it's pretty easy to learn online or through books. But taking it the extra mile can help a lot. It can be a really effective tool. I'm sure you've all sat through, maybe even slept through, some pretty boring lectures in your time. What I find is those slides are so wordy and dense and the presenter is basically just reading to you, right? But learning how to be more succinct and using it as more of a visual tool can go a long way. I remember when I was a resident, I learned how to create animations through PowerPoint so I could teach the med students about the shunting of blood in different congenital heart lesions. It was really successful, and I loved watching their faces as they grasped a pretty difficult concept. 
regardless of what you go into, you're probably going to be giving a lot of presentations, case conferences, teaching, that kind of thing. Learning how to do this well will go a long way. All of these things kind of go hand in hand, right? Writing, public speaking, presentations. The theme here is effective communication. My last skill set has nothing to do with any of that. It's basic financial literacy and know-how. I was a European studies major, chemistry minor, spent years in college, med school, residency, fellowship, and not once in my formal education did it occur to me to learn the basic principles of how to build a strong financial foundation. And I noticed that this is actually the case for so many of my friends in medicine. We just went into this assuming it's all going to be okay and work itself out, Later on, we're going to have more episodes dedicated to the financial aspect behind the path to medicine. But let me tell you, this is a really expensive process on the order of hundreds of thousands of dollars. It's critical to be able to understand basic concepts like how the purchasing power of money depreciates because of inflation or how your wealth can grow in certain investments. Coming into medical school, I had no idea about the importance of an emergency fund or the concept of compound interest or how the market works. What does it mean, for example, to refinance your student loans and why would one want to do that? Ultimately, I once had a mentor who told me that if you're smart enough to make it to med school, you're smart enough to learn this financial stuff. At least the basics, anyway. It's so important uh, to know this. This is your money. This is your financial backbone. So I did a lot of reading, listening to podcasts, learning from a lot of different perspectives, and eventually figured out what approach resonated with me and my financial situation. The more I learned, the less intimidating this all became. I'm not here to give any specific financial advice, but I am saying that it may be helpful to empower yourself with this knowledge and financial literacy. Anyway, that's my spiel. As always, these are just my humble opinions. Take it or leave it. But I hope something was helpful here. To be successful in this path, there are so many non-medical skills that could take you there that people simply don't realize. So I hope this sheds some light on that. If you got something out of this, or if you have any questions, I'd love to hear from you. Send me a message at aspirepremed at gmail.com. A-S-P-I-R-E-P-R-E-M-E-D at gmail.com. And until next time, enjoy your day, everyone.